Welcome back to another episode of Mormon Mondays. Today, we're going to take a quick look at the Mormon view of the Holy Ghost. The first article of faith. We believe in God the Father. The first article of faith. We believe in God, the Eternal Father, and in His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has very little place in Mormon doctrine other than to make it seem more Christian than it is. It is truly more like the force in Star Wars than a personal God. David Ridges, in his book Mormon Beliefs and Doctrines Made Easier, says, There is a false doctrine held by many religions that God personally is omnipresent, and this leads to a false belief that he is indefinable and completely indescribable, is present everywhere, fills the immensity of space, and is yet so small that he dwells in everyone's heart, etc. Brigham Young once said, Some would have us believe that God is present everywhere. It is not so. He is no more everywhere present in person than the Father and the Son are one in person. And the main reason the Mormons keep the Holy Ghost around is so they can speak of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Gifts promised in baptism. Gifts spelled out in the seventh article of faith. We believe in the gift of tongues, prophecy, revelation, visions, healing, interpretation of tongues, and so forth. Most of this is illustrated through 2 Nephi chapters 31 through 33, which I will read for you briefly. It takes up like four and a half pages in the Book of Mormon, but it is an easy read. And now I, Nephi, make an end of my prophesying unto you, my beloved brethren, and I cannot write but a few things which I know must surely come to pass. Neither can I write but a few words of my brother Jacob. Wherefore the things which I have written sufficeth me, save it be a few words that I must speak concerning the doctrine of Christ. Wherefore I shall speak unto you plainly, according to the plainness of my prophesying. For my soul delighteth in plainness. And after this manner doth the Lord God work among the children of men. For the Lord God giveth light unto the understanding, for he speaketh unto men according to their language, unto their understanding. Wherefore I would that ye should remember that I have spoken unto you concerning that prophet which the Lord showed unto me, that should baptize the Lamb of God, which should take away the sins of the world. And now, if the Lamb of God, being holy, should have need to be baptized by water to fulfill all righteousness, oh then how much more need have we, being unholy, to be baptized, yea, even by water? And now I would ask of you, my beloved brethren, wherein the Lamb of God did fulfill all righteousness in being baptized by water. Know ye not that he was holy? But notwithstanding he being holy, he showeth unto the children of men, that according to the flesh he humbleth himself before the Father, and witnesseth unto the Father that he would be obedient unto him in keeping his commandments. Wherefore, after he was baptized with water, the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove. And again, it showeth unto the children of men the straightness of the path and the narrowness of the gate by which they should enter, he having set the example before them. And he said unto the children of men, Follow thou me. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, can we follow Jesus, save we shall be willing to keep the commandments of the Father? And the Father said, Repent ye, repent ye, and be baptized in the name of my beloved Son. And also the voice of the Son came unto me, saying, He that is baptized in my name, to him will the Father give the Holy Ghost like unto me, Wherefore, follow me, and do the things which ye have seen me do. 
Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I know that if ye shall follow the Son with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy and no deception before God, but with real intent, repenting of your sins, witnessing unto the Father that ye are willing to take upon the name of Christ by baptism, yea, by following your Lord and your Savior down into the water according to his word, behold, then shall ye receive the Holy Ghost. Yea, then cometh the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost, and then ye can speak with the tongue of angels and shout praises unto the Holy One of Israel. But behold, my beloved brethren, thus came the voice of the Son unto me, saying, After ye have repented of your sins, and witnessed unto the Father that ye are willing to keep the commandments by the water by the baptism of water, and have received the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost, and can speak with a new tongue, yea, even with the tongue of angels, and after this should deny me, it would have been better for you that ye had not known me. And I heard a voice from the Father, saying, Yea, the words of my beloved are true and faithful. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. And now, my beloved brethren, I know that by this, that unless a man shall endure to the end, and following the example of the Son of the living God, he cannot be saved. Wherefore, do the things which I have told you, I have seen that your Lord and your Redeemer should do. For for this cause have they been shown unto me, that ye might know the gate by which ye should enter. For the gate by which ye should enter is repentance, and baptism by water. And then cometh the remission of your sins by fire and the Holy Ghost. And then are ye in this straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. Yea, ye have entered in by the gate, ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son, and ye have received the Holy Ghost, which witnesses of the Father and the Son, unto the fulfilling of the promise which he hath made, and if ye entered in by the way, ye should receive. And now, my beloved brethren, after ye had gotten into this straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for you... For ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Wherefore ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope, and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. And now, behold, my beloved brethren, this is the way. And there is none other way nor name given under heaven. Why? And now behold, my beloved brethren, this is the way. And there is none other way nor name given under heaven whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of God. And now behold, this is the doctrine of Christ and the only and true doctrine of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is one God without end. Amen. So far, chapter 31. And as you will see through chapter 32 and 33 as well. One of Nephi's favorite preaching phrases is my beloved brethren. Now chapter 32. And now behold, my beloved brethren, I suppose that ye ponder somewhat in your hearts concerning that which ye should do after ye have entered in by the way. But behold, why do you ponder these things in your hearts? Do ye not remember that I said unto you that after ye had received the Holy Ghost ye could speak with the tongue of angels? And now how could ye speak with the tongue of angels save it were by the Holy Ghost? Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore I said unto you, feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things that ye should do. Wherefore, now after I have spoken these words, if ye cannot understand them, it will be because ye ask not, neither do ye knock. Wherefore ye are not brought into the light, but must perish in the dark. 
For behold, again I say unto you, that if ye will enter in by the way, and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show unto you all things that ye should do. Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ, and there will be no more doctrine given until after he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh. And when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, the things which he shall say unto you, ye shall observe to do. And now I, Nephi, cannot say more. The Spirit stoppeth mine utterance, and I am left to mourn because of the unbelief, and the wickedness, and the ignorance, and the stiff-neckedness of men. For they will not search knowledge, nor understand great knowledge, when it is given unto them in plainness, even as plain as word can be. And now, my beloved brethren, I perceive that ye ponder still in your hearts, and it grieveth me that I must speak concerning this thing. For if ye would hearken unto the Spirit which teacheth a man to pray, ye would know that ye must pray. For the evil spirit teacheth a man not to pray, but teacheth him that he must not pray. But behold, I say unto you, that ye must pray always, and not faint, that ye must not perform anything unto the Lord, save in the first place ye shall pray unto the Father in the name of Christ, that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, that thy performance may be for the welfare of thy soul. In chapter 33. And now I, Nephi, cannot write all the things which were taught among my people, neither am I mighty in writing like unto speaking. For when a man speaketh by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost carrieth it unto the hearts of the children of men. But behold, there are many that harden their hearts against the Holy Spirit, that it hath no place in them. Wherefore they cast many things away which are written, and esteem them as writings of naught. But I, Nephi, have written what I have written, and I esteem it as of great worth, and especially unto my people. For I pray continually for them by day, and mine eyes water my pillow by night because of them. And I cry unto my God in faith, and I know that he will hear my cry. And I know that the Lord God will consecrate my prayers for the gain of my people. And the words which I have written in weakness will be made strong unto them, for it persuadeth them to do good. It maketh known unto them of their fathers, and it speaketh of Jesus, and persuadeth them to believe in him and to endure to the end, which is life eternal. And it speaketh harshly against sin, according to the plainness of the truth. Wherefore, no man will be angry at the words which I have written, save he shall be of the spirit of the devil. I glory in plainness, I glory in truth, I glory in my Jesus, for he hath redeemed my soul from hell. I have charity for my people, and great faith in Christ, that I shall meet many souls spotless at his judgment seat. I have charity for the Jew, I say Jew, because I mean them from whence I came. I also have charity for the Gentiles, but behold, for none of these can I hope except they shall be reconciled unto Christ, and enter into the narrow gate, and walk in the straight path which leads to life, and continue in the path until the end of the day of probation. And now, my beloved brethren, and also Jew, and all ye ends of the earth, hearken unto these words, and believe in Christ. And if ye believe not in these words, believe in Christ. And if ye shall believe in Christ, ye shall believe in these words, for they are the words of Christ, and he hath given them unto me. And they teach all men that they should do good. And if they are not the words of Christ, judge ye. For Christ will show unto you with power and great glory that they are his words at the last day. And you and I shall stand face to face before his bar. And ye shall know that I have been commanded of him to write these things, notwithstanding my weakness. And I pray the Father in the name of Christ that many of us, if not all, may be saved in his kingdom at that great and last day. And now, my beloved brethren, all those who are of the house of Israel and all ye ends of the earth, I speak unto you as the voice of one crying from the dust, Farewell, until that great day shall come. 
And you that will not partake of the goodness of God and respect the words of the Jews and also my words and the words which shall proceed forth out of the mouth of the Lamb of God, behold, I bid you an everlasting farewell, for these words shall condemn you at the last day. For what I seal on earth shall be brought against you at the judgment bar. For thus hath the Lord commanded me, and I must obey. Amen. If you look through all of the Mormon books as to what it says about the Holy Ghost, it points to these three chapters. And a lot of it is just about Christ. And the words of Christ and following after the example and doing everything that Jesus did. But they don't worry about us doing miracles and raising people from the dead and healing sickness like the coronavirus. But that is the problem with their logic. They want to do all these things and want us to be like Jesus because then we can be our own God over our own planet and have our own Savior and Satan and all of that other stuff going on and we can repeat all this over again. But my question to you is why? And why is it that when you actually receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, does it not point you to the Book of Mormon? but point you actually to Christ and through what he has said through his apostles and his prophets in the Holy Land. That is a question for you to consider as we continue to think about the Mormon faith.